everyone. You're listening to Ed Young Radio, Ed Pastors Fellowship Church, and we want to thank you for listening with us. These next few minutes together can change your life, and you can always hear more by visiting edyoung.com. Enjoy the message. I want you to think about something in your life that is a little bit depressing, but we're going to talk about it today. It'll end good, but it's going to be tough to think about it. When was the first time that you ever felt rejected? The first time you ever felt someone turn their back on you, maybe someone ridiculed you because of your heritage, because of your skin color, because of jealousy, I don't know. Maybe it was a parent, maybe it was a friend, maybe it was a group of people, you know, that, that in crowd in high school. You got rejected. Maybe you're like, Ed, recently I was laid off. Rejection. And there's probably some of you here and at all of our 10 campuses and those who are watching online and those who will watch this on television, there's probably some of you who are going through the ultimate rejection right now, divorce. It's painful, isn't it, to think about that? It is for me. If I think about it too much, I can even get a little teary and I'm not a crier. I definitely will get angry, hurt. I think back even to the things that happened in my teenage years. It gets to me. What do we do with this this fear? What do we do when we're rejected? Because if we live in the fear of rejection, it can keep us from the kind of faith and the kind of journey and the kind of pilgrimage that God desires. I truly believe the enemy, and yes, I believe in the devil. I don't think it takes anyone who's brilliant to to take the leap, and it's not a leap to know that there's an evil force in the world that's wreaking havoc upon our lives and our culture today. This is an opportunity, the fear of rejection, for faith. So it's almost like when when fear blows up your phone, just simply say, hey Siri, text fear. Faith. Faith. Sometimes, as I've said before, we, we say, well, I just don't have enough faith to become a follower of Christ. And I always respond when I talk to someone like that, I believe you do, because everyone has faith in someone or something. It's where you direct your faith. The Bible says from cover to cover that fear is a God-given emotion. That's right, fear is an emotion. We're carriers of it. Our world today, we, we have a fear out there. We fear so many things. We fear death, we, we fear viruses, 
We fear when races are treated unjustly. We, we have this fear, this fear that our economy will never come back. We just have so many fears. One of the major fears I want to just talk with today about is, is the fear of rejection. And I want to do this in a, in a different way. I want to talk about fear in a unique way. I started thinking about my life and I started thinking about the struggle that I've had with the fear of rejection. So then I thought, what if I just flipped a script and what if I taught you how to live in the fear of rejection? I mean, I know how to do it. And also I've seen people live in this fear a lot. So doesn't that sound fun? I'll teach you. It's going to end good though, I promise. I want to teach you how to live in the fear of rejection. This is especially important for the young people because I think from ages 14 until about 18, we probably deal with the fear of rejection more during that span of time than any other time. Wouldn't you agree? And, and then that, that, that fear sort of stays with us for the rest of our lives. This, this kind of shocked me as I began to study more and more in an in-depth fashion the life of Moses. We always talk about Moses being so magnificent, so awesome. Moses was an illustration of Jesus, which is, which is true. Obviously, Moses was not sinless, but the whole vibe of Moses delivering the children of Israel from 430 years of Egyptian slavery, I've got it. Moses, a difference maker. Moses, the man. But I'm going to argue Moses, thorn in his flesh, Moses' major weakness was the fear of rejection. You might be saying, Ed, get out of town. Somebody call somebody. There's no way Moses, Moses, dealt with the fear of rejection. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Every time we deal with fear, it's an opportunity for faith. Every single time. Moses obviously was a difference maker. He was great. God did some amazing things in his life, but he dealt time and time again with the fear of rejection. So I'm going to go through some quick segments in his life, an overview, and I want you to see how he responded because he's going to teach us not only the positive, but also today, the negative. Don't be, don't be gloomy. It's going to get good. But has anyone ever taught you how to fear rejection? Well, I am. Number one, the first way to live in the fear of rejection is make sure to make emotional decisions. It's very important. Make those emotional decisions. I've made so many emotional decisions that were out of the will of God. I have. Moses made one. Ed, who is Moses anyway? The first 40 years, he was a somebody. Grew up in Egyptian royalty. He was going to be the next Pharaoh of Egypt. A Hebrew. Born a Hebrew. Born a slave. Adopted into this palatial life. For the first 40 years, you can write somebody. Then, because of what I'm going to talk about in about 90 seconds, he made a major mistake. And because of that, the next 40 years, he lived in 
the desert. He moved from a somebody to a nobody. And then, because of the grace and the power and the mercy of God, the last 40 years as he led God's people to the brink of the promised land, he discovered that God can use anybody. Somebody, nobody, anybody. That's the gospel. We think we're somebody. We're running the show. And the Bible calls that attitude and behavior sin. We think we're somebody. And we realize we're a nobody. We don't deserve jack. And we receive Jesus Christ. We know his grace is available to everybody, anybody, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, no matter where you are. And that's when the lights come on. That's when we're born again. That's when we're saved. That's when we've been ambushed by the grace of God. Moses, though, made an emotional decision. He's living in Egypt, and he tries to referee two fights. Did you know that? Two fights. He tried to referee. Moses thought he was the referee. Come on, Moses. And these, these were, 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 were much more much more rigorous and rough than some MMA thing. That's just lightweight stuff. Moses is walking around and he sees one of his, one of his countrymen, one of his Hebrews, being taken advantage of by an Egyptian. So the Bible says in Exodus chapter 3, verse 12, Moses looked around, didn't see anybody, <laughs> killed the Egyptian. And then he buried him in the sand, the Bible says. He thought he'd gotten away with murder. As I've been saying, Netflix should do a documentary on this. But as the sands begin to shift, those toes begin to, to stick out of the sand. The next day, Moses saw two of his Hebrews going at it in the squared circle. And one of them said, hey, Moses, are you going to kill me like you killed the Egyptian yesterday? They didn't even have social media back then. And it was already trending. Somebody was a, I love this phrase, whistleblower. This decision, this emotional decision to kill the Egyptian. And it cost him dearly. Moses, are you ready for this? Committed murder. 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 Isn't it true the enemy loves for us to, to, to revel in fear? He loves us to have fear, misplaced fear, to move our fear away from God and toward anything and everything else. Because when we do that, we're going to make, follow this now, emotional decisions. When I make emotional decisions, I'm at the center of the universe. And suddenly, everything is subjective and everything is relative. If you look at what's happening in our culture, in the universities, in the high schools, junior high schools, even elementary schools, 
you see this relativistic mentality that's everywhere. You see it in the media. You see it in culture. You see it around the world. It sounds, listen to me, especially if you're young, it sounds so sexy. If you feel it, it's real. Thus, those are your feelings. So they're true. Base your life on that. All right. We have to validate the feelings of others. Try getting married and not validating the feelings of others. Of your wife. Are you kidding me? Feelings matter. We have to validate the feelings of everyone. Every group. Okay. I feel you. I like that phrase. I feel you. But it's like my friend Dr. Tony Evans said, an African-American pastor here in Dallas and one of the most noted theologians in the world. I've known Dr. Evans since I've been 17 years old. Tony Evans said, feelings are great. Feelings are cool. But you've got to put the feelings through the funnel of faith and the word of God. Feel the feelings. Yes, we got to. Then, though, you have to funnel them through the word of God to see if they line up, if they square with Scripture. If they do, great. Move on down the road, make decisions. If they don't, just say, wow, those were emotions. And Moses, because he didn't hear from God first, Moses, because he didn't say, God, what do you think, said, oh, I can do it myself. And he made this emotional decision. And we see time and time again in Moses' life how these emotional decisions messed him up. And basically, this was a fear of rejection. There were all sorts of things going on in Moses' life. All sorts of things. But that is one way to live in the fear of rejection, to make emotional decisions you are the ruler, and when I'm the ruler of my life, when I think it's about me, that's when I make these subjective decisions, and the result of relativism is chaos. Our world is moving more and more toward chaos. The reason is no one believes anymore in absolute truth. Yet the relativist, who's going to be your professor in college one day, and I'm sure your high school teacher or your junior high teacher will say, wow, um, everything is relative. That's a self-refuting worldview. You just made an absolute statement about relativism, so your argument makes zero sense. Are you feeling me? Nod your head. Do you understand that? Okay, okay. Number two, here's another way. It's going to be a quick one today. Talk bad about yourself. You've got to talk bad about yourself. You want to live in the fear of rejection? Just, just, just talk yourself down. Man, so easy to do that. I love to do that. First time I began to talk bad about myself, I was on the monkey bars. <laughs> and there were a couple of girls, I was seven years old, who didn't like me. And I tried so hard to get these girls to like me, but they didn't like me. 
Most people liked me in the first grade, but those girls didn't like me. And I remember thinking, wow, I'm trying so hard to get them to like me, but they don't like me. I've struggled with that my whole life. I've spent too much time trying to get those who don't like me to like me. Like me, like me, like me, like me, like me, like me, like me. And now we have this whole platform where we have likes. I don't look at the likes. I'm like, they don't like me? They're criticizing me? And maybe I'll go back and forth. Please like me, please like me, please like me. That's what, that's what Mo was dealing with. Rejection. God called him. First 40 years. Oh, I'm somebody. Then he murders a cat. Now he is on the run. I mean, he's out there. Have you ever thought, I've done something so bad in my past that God cannot use me today? Have you ever thought about that? We all have. That's the enemy himself. Moses murdered somebody. Hello? Is anyone home? He murdered somebody. And look at how God used him. Well, one day, God calls him through a burning bush, and he's like, hey, Moses, you're the man. I mean, I've prepared you now. You thought you were somebody. Sorry. Now you're nobody. God got Moses right where he needed to be to be used in a great way. And, and then we have Moses giving all of these excuses to God. Let me just go through them right quick. Exodus 3, 11. Who am I? Exodus 4, 1. What if they don't believe me or listen to me? He's, he's arguing with God. Look at verse 10, Exodus 4. I'm slow of speech and slow of tongue. Exodus 4, 13. Oh my Lord, please send by the hand of whomever else you may send. Moses is struggling with his identity here. This is Moses now. His security here, the future here. He's dealing with the fear of rejection. I know you see it, don't you? I can't do this, God. There's no way. I mean, that's an impossibility. He was having these self-doubts. He was having these conversations in his head. What if we could hear the conversations going on in our heads right now? Wow, the lights on the stage are blinding. But then again, it's probably good due to the fact that with this pandemic going on, there's not a lot of people going to church. Well, there's so many mixed messages and there's so much fear out there. Surely people will come back. I love these white jeans I have on. White jeans gotta be my favorite thing to wear. Lisa didn't really like for me to wear the jeans today, but what does she know about fashion? I sure hope people understand this message about the fear of rejection. I think it might shock people that I deal with it regularly. I gained some weight during the quarantine and I decided to go on keto, but I don't know if anyone can tell I've lost a couple of pounds. Who knows? Man, one of the things that really frightens me is this whole offering thing. Everything's online. If people knew 
how much we, we need their participation in this endeavor. Well, it doesn't look like too many people are asleep. I'll continue on with the message. The third way to live in the fear of rejection is to overly react to your critics. Just overly react to them. How many times did Moses deal with critics? This phrase is repeated. It's on repeat on Moses' playlist as he led the children of Israel into the promised land. And they grumbled against Moses. And they grumbled against Moses. And they grumbled against Moses. Criticism hurts. We have to listen to it and run it through the grid of Scripture, run it through the grid of our personal board of directors. Is there any truth here, God? We, though, can waste time trying to chase down the critics. I had heart surgery in 2017. They split me open from stem to stern just to repair a tiny valve that I was born with that wasn't working just right. It was painful. I can't really describe to you the pain. I've, I've forgotten it. But I can easily describe to you some pain I incurred in high school when someone betrayed me. You realize that behavioral experts tell us that we can easily recreate relational pain more than physical pain? Hey, you want to sign up for rejection? Just try to chase down your critics. You're wasting your time. The fourth and final one, become self-centered. That's, that's a real good one. And you mean Moses was self-centered? He struggled with it. You remember when he got mad? Again, he put his emotions above facts. He made an emotional decision. The children of Israel were grumbling. He whacked the rock twice out of anger to give them water. And check out this self-centered statement. Numbers 20, 10. He and Aaron gathered the assembly together in front of the rock and Moses said to them, listen, you rebels. Read there, idiots. Must we, Aaron and I, we, we, me, us bring you water out of this rock. Moses, it's not about you. He started out as a somebody. Oh, it's about me. God took him to a nobody. Wow, it's not about me. It's about God. Then he realized that God could use anybody even through the fear of rejection, God used Moses in a powerful, powerful way. He wants to use you in a powerful way as well. Isn't it time that you said, God, I'm a nobody before you. I receive you, Jesus, because man, you can use anybody and I'm ready 
to fear God. Only you. Thank you for listening and thanks to all who give so generously to this ministry. It's because of you that we can continue this show and equip people with the hope of heaven. You can click the link in the description to support the show or visit edyoung.com. There you can also be resourced with bonus content for free, including a daily devotional. We also encourage you to share the message today with those around you. Thank you again for listening. God bless. God bless.